2: Winning cures everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and
0: Chris.
3: Welcome in. Winning cures everything. It's Monday, December 7th. I'm Gary. And I'm Chris. And we have got a lot to discuss today. There's not a lot of big news, but there are rumors flying everywhere. There's just all kinds of stuff going on. So, obviously, we are here even in the middle of an NFL football game. We are going to be talking about what has gone on in the NFL this week. We are going to talk about uh, the the rumors in college football and whatnot. Uh, We're going to talk about a UNLV quarterback (laughs) that ate sushi off of a nude model. Like, what is going on with this? Thanks to Yahoo Sports for bringing that up. And uh, we're going to give you some picks for the Monday Night Football game and the Tuesday game. And we're going to talk about the game that's going on right now, et cetera. Et cetera. So uh, do us a favor. Go over to winningcureseverything.com. That's where you can find all of our picks, previews, podcasts, videos, social media platforms, etc. Everywhere that you need to be subscribed is over there. We've already got a bunch of guys jumping in the chat. Nice to see everyone in here. Obviously, you are all not in the Pittsburgh market or the uh, the Washington market and you can't get the game without Sunday tickets. So, you're all just hanging out with us, and we certainly appreciate it. So, uh, if you would like to jump into the chat, of course, YouTube, Periscope, Twitch, Facebook, all of those different platforms, if you chat into those, they will populate right there on the screen in the bottom left-hand corner. Uh, If you are not able to listen to this live or watch this live, obviously... The podcast will be available as soon as the show is over. You can go grab that anywhere you get your podcast. We are now on Amazon Music. We are on iHeartRadio, whatever the app is for that. Uh, Spotify, Google, Apple, TuneIn, Stitcher, whatever. Whatever your favorite podcast app is, go check it out over there. Subscribe. Leave a nice five-star written review. We would certainly appreciate that. Uh, the biggest rumor of... Oh, hey, 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 hey. You can see right behind Chris. SBRPicks.com slash NCAAF. That's our sportsbook review site. That is our college football gambling content. We do a show on Mondays. We do a show on Tuesdays. We do a show on Saturdays. Make sure you are subscribed over on YouTube. Just go and search for SBRPicks. Very easy to do. The website has also got everything that you need to know right there. SBRPicks.com slash NCAAF. Um, let's, let's jump into the biggest rumor of the day. And that would be... It looks like Gus Malzahn might be fired. Now, I, there's just a lot of smoke coming out of West Georgia, right? Just, you know, nothing's official yet, obviously. We still got a game left to play this weekend in Starkville between Auburn and Mississippi State. We we got stuff going on. Um, let's see. <laughs> McKinnon jumped in already. Said, happy Monday, boys. Time to get off the flaming S show that is the Gus bus. He is fired up about this, obviously, as an Auburn fan. Terry jumps in. He said, what's up? Cruz said, "What's up, Gary and Chris? My Giants won't let us, or won't let go." Uh, Daniel Kemp said, "Bring that heat." That's what I'm talking about. The Giants are fired up, man. We're going to talk about them in a little bit. So, Gus Malzahn's buyout as of December 1st, 2020, is 21450000 450 thousand. Now, it is not the most expensive buyout in the country, but it is a lot. Um, he, so it looks like Auburn will go six and four this year. That's that's what it appears right we would imagine they're going to beat mississippi state we think
2: and we and we all understand that that's a bullshit 6 and 4
3: yes yes that 100% it's
2: realistically 5 and 5 are 4 and 6
3: however Gus said in an interview uh recently that uh you know they're they're looking for 6 and 4 like 6 and 4 is a good season if if we had the normal out of conference games we'd be 8 and 4 and that would be a good season or so he says um, he's not wrong. Like so Josh Pate from uh, the Late Kick Late Kick Live show on 247, he has talked about this frequently. He said Auburn is the most difficult P5 job in the country, and I don't know that he's wrong about that. I've been, re- forever, yeah. I've been saying it forever, Gary. I've been saying it forever. The the people that you go head to head in recruiting with are Alabama and Georgia. Yes. That is almost impossible. Every single year, regardless of the situation you are playing, Georgia, Alabama, LSU, Texas A&M, that is all in division. So, you got a rough situation anyway. But it, I don't know that Auburn fans should expect a whole lot better than 8-4 and four every year. But if you are paying a guy nearly $8 million a year, yeah, you kind of want to be better than you have been recently. Last year, uh, felt a little fraudulent. It, it, they were a great defensive team. But you're you're supposed to win with offense if you got Gus Malzahn, right? He's your offensive guy. Now, he's been a pretty good head coach. He is the only SEC head coach with multiple wins over Alabama. Like Alabama has three losses to Gus Malzahn in the last what six years? I believe that's right. Yes, yes. They. No, 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 no. I mean, last, five, uh, last seven years. So 2013. If well, yeah, you're, you're counting
2: whatever. this year, yes, yes. Going into this season, that he was 500.
3: So. Now, he's so right now. As of this season, he is five and three. Uh, sorry, three and five against Nick Saban. That is still significantly better as than anybody else. Anybody else? And he Saban only has three other losses to SEC teams in that time span. So he's got six losses. Half of them are to Auburn. It's yes. pretty good. Like you pretty know, good. he hasn't won on the road against his three biggest rivals, and that would be LSU, Alabama, and Georgia. He has never won on the road in those spots. It's kind of surprising, but I'm. I, I don't know that that matters though. I'm, I mean, I'm just
2: surprised that they be, would do if this. If you can be 500 against your biggest rivals, that's a that's a pretty big thing. You're talking about flipping a coin with three teams, two of which are are going to outrecruit you, outspend you, and 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 just have a, a massive advantage over you because of the universities that they are.
3: Yeah, yeah. No, you're you're right. Uh, Gus's statement, by the way, uh, he stated if Auburn beat State this weekend, they'll finish 6-4, and four, which is, and this is quoted by him, a pretty solid year if we had a normal non-conference schedule. Auburn fans don't want to hear that they should expect four losses. Now, they That's probably right. do need to hear it, but... This
2: year, they need to accept it. The coach doesn't need to be the one to say it. I need to be the one to say it. Other media people out there need to be the ones to say, it's just not your birthright to win 10 games every year. And you've got to understand that sometimes this is going to happen.
3: Yes. Yes. No, you're, you're hundred percent right. So I'm, I'm surprised that they would pay this much to get rid of him this year. That doesn't shock me at all. I think it's so McKinnon jumps in. He said should have lost to Arkansas and Ole Miss. Uh, hey, yes, Brown that's Yeti. what I'm saying. This
2: is a yeah. re- realistic six and four, four
3: and six. Yeah, they're they're really 4 and 6. Um and and if you had just gone with the normal schedule that they had, uh started with Alcorn State, they would have played North Carolina and I would imagine they probably would have lost that game, but who knows, right? Who knows? It was early in the season. Uh we'll see, right? At Ole Miss, Southern Miss, Kentucky, at Georgia, Texas A&M, at Mississippi State, Arkansas, UMass, LSU, at Alabama. Um I mean, maybe I mean, maybe you get through that with uh, with four losses, and and you end up eight and four. But I mean, who knows, right? I, <laughs> I mean, it's just I, I. So so, off of the Gus on rumors, um, because there is a lot of smoke that that they are going to do this, and we'll see what happens. Obviously, this is all just message board fodder and whatever else. But the reason that they might be doing this is if you. Don't go out and get Hugh Freeze right now. You don't get him. You may not be able to get him. And I don't know no, that you Hugh Freeze would I don't know that Hugh would get another job this season, but he has stated in the past that Tennessee is his dream job. If you are going to have a shot at him and you think that you might lose out to Tennessee, you want to go out and get him right now. Um yep. I, and that, I think that's the reason. I think that's the whole reason why this is happening right now. Um,
2: you can't wait till next year because we do think if Pruitt doesn't significantly improve Tennessee he'll next be gone. year, he's gone. Yeah. He's so if gone.
3: that's if that's the case, you got to lock up your Freeze right now. I'm, you know, uh, <laughs> the Brown Yeti jumps in. He said, uh, hashtag Gus is sus. <laughs> suspect baby. Uh, he's certainly that. Uh, Brown Yeti said, fire Gus. Let's see how uh, how bad Auburn is after the fact. So as a Mississippi State fan, let him go now. Um, if they
2: hire Hughes, Hugh, in a year or two, and maybe maybe immediately, they'll be instantly better.
3: Uh, ben LaFlam said, "Gus is good for Auburn. It would be greedy for them to fire him. They will regress without him, in my opinion."
2: I, I just don't agree with that. I don't agree if with they that get at the all. The right guy. Yeah. I think I think Hugh is the right guy. I'm I'm not a Hugh fan personally. I don't. I I find him to be very unlikable. Okay. My the same the exact same reason I hate Dabo. Okay. I, th- I think these are two of the fakest sons of bitches that ever walked the planet. They going to give you every Jesus answer there is, but, but they're just, they're just pieces of trash like all the rest of us, but they're going to try to tell everybody else how to live their life. I don't like that stuff. That stuff is a big, big, big turnoff to me. But the difference between him and Dabo is he, he can coach. He can scheme boys up. He can take three stars and make them look like five stars.
3: Yeah. No, you're, All you're right. All
2: day long.
3: Well, Hugh just turned Malik Willis, who was an Auburn transfer, yep. uh, who Gus didn't even play. He just gave Bo Nix the job right out of the gate. Um, he,
2: How much of that do you think is politics because of who Bo Nix's daddy is?
3: All of it. Because you know that stuff happens. Every last bit of it is because yep. Patrick Nix is tied into that Auburn family. That's, Not it, just
2: tied in. He is that Auburn family. Yeah. I mean,
3: yeah. I mean he, he yeah. was he was Pat Dye's boy. Yeah.
2: That's right. That's it. And they wanted they wanted Bo to be uh, Gus's boy, yep. and and that's tough. And that's really tough. And that that puts Gus. I'll tell you this, as a coach, that puts you in a bad situation. It I puts, mean,
3: it puts Bo Nix in a bad situation. He was not ready to start last year.
2: I I completely agree with both of those. Uh, if you don't start him and you don't win a national championship, then then you're probably getting fired because you went against the boosters' requests and orders.
3: Oh yeah, and that's that's one of the bigger problems at Auburn is, and that's that's why I brought up Hugh Freeze for a couple of other jobs where he would have fit was the booster culture. He understands the booster culture. He's great he would, at it. He does. Uh, he
2: does play the politics with those boys better than anybody I've ever seen.
3: He would fit perfectly yep, at Auburn. I do. And, I said this. I said this October first. Yeah, we we talked about
2: Gus this a lot. Is gone and Hugh Freeze will be in Auburn next year. You could count on it that was 2 months ago.
3: Yeah. No, we we did talk about this a lot and you know, I I was I was a little surprised. Um obviously Auburn fans like McKinnon said he and Chad Morris uh have destroyed that offense this year. Like it the offense is no different than it was last year, bud.
2: It's, it's no, it it is different than last year. Chad they have regressed a lot and that's because he handed he handed the keys to his car to Chad Morris, who is not a good OC. You know why he looks so good at Clemson? Because they play some trash-ass defenses well, in the SEC. It, it was 2011,
3: 2012, 2013. Like, yeah. it, it, it was before everybody caught on to this. The game like, the game has
2: evolved and changed a lot. But also, listen, even a bad LSU team, which, of course, they beat the hell out of them. It's probably a bad example. But they they're, they're, Arkansas, they're a hell of a lot better than Wake Forest, okay? Yeah. Like, there, there are no Wake Forest in the SEC unless you get Vanderbilt. Yeah, There are none, and, there's, there, and they're all over. They're all over the ACC. So, outside of, of you know, every now and then, back in the day, in his day, Florida State, nobody else was really
3: good. Yeah, no, you're you're 100% right about that. Um, and Chad Morris did not do terrible at SMU, considering what no, he had. But but it, you
2: could roll out of bed and recruit in Dallas, baby.
3: Exactly. That's, that's what I'm saying. Uh, McKinnon said, I'll give Chris that. He and I spoke at length back in October. He called Hugh back then. Yeah, no, 100%. Like we we've been talking about this for a long time. The only SEC program that he would fit perfectly would be perfectly. Auburn because Auburn. they don't care. They will tell Greg Sankey to kiss their rear end. And, it, well, and this
2: is and this is the difference between them and Tennessee. While Tennessee might be his dream job, unless they're willing to cut ties with Phil, I don't know that Phil would go with you because Phil likes being in that boys' club of the SEC. Okay, and that means he would have to give the thumb to Sankey, and I don't know that Phil's that guy.
3: Well, also they they also have a Phil Fulmer hired a football coach that believes in the same philosophies that he does: run the ball, stop the run, all that kind of mess. And and you don't win that that way. They got they got to realize
2: the game has changed. Yes,
3: but they're gonna have to get a different AD to do that. Like that's that's (laughs) what because remember they brought him in as an emergency hire. Once That's they right. got rid of uh, John Curry. So, yeah. you know, it's a, it's a weird situation. Uh, ben LaFlamme said, uh, where could Gus go? Michigan, they need somebody to upset Ohio State. Here's the problem with Gus. His offense has not been any good for years. Like, he's had blips here and there against overmatched teams, but he is not scheming anything up that nobody's seen before. And the stuff that he has pulled in games, at one, he gets a lot of referee help at home for whatever reason, and we've seen it multiple times this year. We've seen it over the years. A lot of this stuff is just crazy high school plays that he draws up. And, yes, you do need some of that, especially if you're at Michigan, because you are the under-talented team. I I don't know how well that goes over at the big house. So, you know, who knows? Uh Brown, Yeti he, said, I,
2: he won't get a Power 5 head coaching job.
3: No, I think he was talking about a, a O.C. As an
2: O.C.? Oh, yeah. No, there's a lot of people that pick him up as an O.C.,
3: like I, I could see him going back to Michigan. G5. We
2: need to see Michigan. We need to see who the head coach is there before we start
3: naming coordinators. Rumors out of that are that they are giving Harbaugh an extension,
2: and, and they might. Well, they have to because this is the end of his career. This is well, his so
3: his contract ends next season, but I, from what I understand, that they're going to okay. tack on three years after yep. next year. So you know, basically four years left on his day. They, they might
2: do that. He also could become the Lions head coach, which won't affect that contract at all. Exactly.
3: No, that's that's entirely true. Entirely true. Uh the Brown Yeti said FSU, Virginia Tech and maybe Pitt was the only constant D uh and he's talking about in the ACC. Yeah.
2: Man, back then Pitt sometimes and even those Va Tech teams, they were winning with special teams and offense back then.
3: Yeah. I mean and you got to think really- that was
2: 2012-2013.
3: Yeah, Virginia Tech wasn't really that great. I mean that that's Virginia
2: back- Tech defensively, Bud Foster's had lost a step and they were still playing beamer ball, but but it was it was crazy special teams and uh and offense back
3: then. Let's see. 2000 Ah, here we go. It was 2007 when Wake Forest made the <laughs> uh, the Orange. Ben,
2: Bowl. ben is a million percent right with that last comment, but that's okay.
3: Ref help, that's the Bama fan talking. Hey. Yeah. Uh, I hear. I
2: listen, I hear. I guarantee that you, too.
3: Kentucky would say the same thing this year. I guarantee you, Arkansas would say the same it's thing this just, year. It's just. It
2: listen. Just like it's not Gus's place to tell those folks they need to be happy with eight and four. You to you to last on bitch that needs to be calling somebody <laughs> about the referees getting some help. Okay,
3: you're probably right about that. You just right.
2: stay in your corner and let us talk about the shenanigans that go on. And that's a, we we got our boys.
3: Yourself. Yeah, we got our boys club over here. Where we all you, you, get to sit take, around talking and talk about how much we get cheated about the refs. <laughs> McKinnon said instead of getting better at that scheme and changing little things to keep folks off balance, he regressed into a very traditional offense. Yes. I,
2: I, I, it, okay. Now some of this, some of this, like I said, I, I will tell you. I'm trying to tell you, put yourself in Gus's position. Okay, you've been handcuffed by the boosters with a quarterback that is less than um, stellar.
3: That's a very nice way what of putting
2: that. What do you think you're supposed to do? Like, at some point in time, Gus realizes there's no scheming to save this. So he's just going out there and just trying to mitigate damage.
3: Yeah. Every week. And I kind of feel
2: bad for him. I don't feel bad for him. He's about to get paid $21 million to not work. But at the same time, I'm also not going to judge him for the last two years of his scheming all the time because he was handcuffed by boosters with a, we're seeing it now when we look at the kid from Liberty and say, and look at the kid from Auburn and say, they made him pick the wrong guy strictly because of his last name. And that's a tough pill to swallow as a coach. And at some point in time, you're just trying to go out there and, and say face the best you can. I think that's why he brought in Chad Morris. And I think that's why he handed the play calling to him. You, see if you could do something with this bastard. Cause I can't
3: like, I can't do nothing. That That's, that's why we paid Chad Morris. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, Brown I Yeti. I tried
2: last year. didn't work.
3: Brown Yeti. Oh, uh, McKinnon said, nope, diehard Auburn fan. We can't say shit about refs or calls this year. Uh, Brown Yeti said, uh, let's remember the pass interference by someone who wasn't covered in Mississippi State Alabama game a couple of years ago. I have no idea what he's talking about, but, uh, if, I'm sure, I'm, I'm I'm sure not, it happened, Yeti. Yeah, I'm sure it happened. Yeah. I believe you right I, now. I would just, not doubt that. I would not doubt that. So either way, um, yeah, crazy stuff going on. in. Uh, we're, in we're getting in...
2: into silly season, Gary. Oh, yes. This is this is when, even if the games suck, we're going to have stuff to talk about. And a lot of this stuff we're going to talk about as weeks go on aren't ever going to happen or come true.
3: Oh, yeah. No, 100%. We're just
2: trying to read the tea leaves, and we're trying to kind of just see, you know, where things fall.
3: Uh, Shane Beamer News, by the way, it looks like his contract is going to be five years Two point seven five million dollars. That would make him this the lowest paid, lowest paid coach in the SEC.
2: Oh yeah, but I think that's right though. Yeah, I mean, especially he's, this year. He's still, he's still pretty young. He's taken over in a weird ass COVID year where everybody's losing a lot of money, and and you know he's got to earn his stripes.
3: And and you are for sure going to have to hire some coordinators.
2: Co-ordin- I see. I and this is that's what I told you about Coach O when we made the call to get Coach O. My first thought was, is I need to know what he's making, and it don't need to be a lot because we need two highly, highly compensated coordinators. Yes. And that's and that's what they did.
3: Yep. You are not wrong about that. Cruz said Edo in an Edo voice, go Tigers, uh, saying that to Gus. Like, <laughs> I don't know that he's bringing in Gus. I think he likes Steve Ensminger. I think he likes what he's got there. But uh,
2: Yeah, no, no. Steve, <laughs> we're going to have to see Steve fall apart with a – with a quarterback that they feel like they trust before they take the keys from Steve.
3: I Honestly, I don't know that Steve wants to be the, the offensive coordinator. He's said it multiple times. Like, I, Well, he, he doesn't he, care. He
2: he wants to do whatever's best for LSU.
3: Yep. No, there's nobody
2: that. that that cares more about that school on that staff in that locker room than Steve. Nobody. No kid, Agreed. no player, no, no coach. Nobody cares more about it than
3: him. Taylor jumped in. He said, why is Chris an LSU fan if his alma mater is Ole Miss? You want to explain that?
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, okay, so I, in 10th grade, I got super, super, super into football, which I always loved football, but I'd never been to a game that wasn't at the Liberty Bowl here in Memphis. Now, it was a lot of Liberty Bowls, and it was a lot of watching Memphis play. Um, And then in 10th grade, one of my best friends, his family, his big LSU people, and they took me down to Baton Rouge for a game, and LSU just got their ass kicked. Okay, It was not pretty. It was not good. And that crowd – was nuts. And I walked out of that stadium saying, I'll never root against these people the rest of my life. So, fast forward two and a half years later, I graduate and LSU's uh, uh, tuition was $18,000 a year. And Old Mrs. was six. And <laughs> my mama raised a fool, but he went to Mississippi State. And uh, my ass went to Old Miss because I was really good at math.
3: There you go. There you and go. I was.
2: Poor. I mean, it came from a poor family. Well, it's it's in-state.
3: It was, it was right down the street from where you live. Like, it, it, a lot of in-state yeah. school, man. In-state yeah. school. Your,
2: fa- your fandom is one thing. At some point in time, you need to pick where you go to college. Unless you got money. Unless y'all got daddy money. I, I don't have daddy money. Okay? Yeah. Unless you got daddy. And then, you know, there was a big portion of that where I was a part-time student and I was moving, I was going back and forth from Isle Branch to Oxford just to, just to pay bills. Oh, yeah. Just to, just to help our family not lose the house.
3: Yeah, no, you're, you're right. Uh, Cruz jumps in. Bo Nix is trash. There I said it. McKinnon said Bo Nix is an Auburn-style quarterback through and through. He's a better runner than thrower, and that's brought most of the success Auburn has had at the quarterback position. Stidham was the only quarterback during Gus's tenure that was not a scrambling quarterback that he was successful with. Go back to the stuff we did with Cam and Marshall. Uh, not as athletic, but still pretty damn good runner, and about the same throwing the ball with receivers uh, those dudes would have shot their mothers for. Uh, that is So Auburn does have receivers. Uh, here's the issue with Bo Nix. He ain't accurate. He ain't more accurate than Nick Marshall, and he ain't more accurate than no. Cam. Uh, no. On passes that go past the line of scrimmage, that's all. Past the line of scrimmage. He is third worst in the Power Five. Like, it is bad. Like, it, if he's not throwing a bubble screen or, or throwing a, a screen pass, it, he has trouble completing 50%. Like, it's just tough, man. He And if he gets rattled at all, man, he cannot complete a pass. Like, Bo Nix is is trouble, man. He's just not very good. Um, Let's see. Ben said, uh, uh, LMAO, did you wear your Tiger jersey to class?
2: So, I don't don't wear jerseys. I'm a fat guy, and that's not really fun material. Uh, I didn't really wear a lot of team uh, paraphernalia back then. Uh, I pretty much just wore polos all the time.
3: That makes sense. That makes sense. And and now you've got a bunch of team gear. uh, Well, I have a bunch. But I
2: own my own business, and I wear nothing but T-shirts and hoodies and, and jeans to work every day. Yeah. Like back then, I had a job, and so when I left school every day, I had to go to work. And I basically wore polos and a khaki or polos and dress slacks to work. So that's just what I wore to school when I just went straight to work. There you go. Um, I, I would say I went to many an Ole Miss LSU game in Oxford, and and I wore my LSU gear and I sat with LSU people. I'm not a dick, man. I'm a pretty good fan. Um, you know, I you know I, I went in the Ole Miss section with some Ole Miss people to uh, to to a couple of games. And, you know, I wore my LSU gear at the game, but I'm, I'm a pretty good fan. If, if, if the home team is getting drummed, I'm, I'm a pretty good visitor. You know, I cheer for them when they did something good and, you know, I, I don't, I'm, I'm not overly crazy, you know, when, when the big team is beating the hell out of the other team and I, I'm, I'm a pretty respectful fan at the games. On here, nah, I'll throw all the shade I want. <laughs> right, it's the it's the magic of the internet. You get those you get those muscles when when people can't actually hit you. Now you got um, that right. But but when I'm at games, I'm I'm a pretty tame guy, I guess.
3: Yeah. No. It, it, when you and I watch games together, it's we're we're fairly tame. We we just try and uh, analyze the game yeah. for right. what it is. You know. Yeah. Uh, McKinnon said uh, that Bo Nix was also SEC Freshman of the Year last year. Could this be a sophomore slump? Are we really seeing what he is? Uh, if he ain't it, time to move on. Bo Nix was freshman of the year because Auburn went nine and three because of that defense last year. He go look at his numbers. He was still trash last year. Like it, it, this is no different than what last season was. Only he doesn't have that defense to help save him. That's it's the same situation it was last season. I'm telling you, go go back and look. Somebody at
2: Somebody ask if Bo Nix will get drafted.
3: Uh, no, no sir. No, there is no prayer for that. He he's. He can't read a defense, and on top of no. that, he can't throw the football. So it ah, anyway. Um, Brown Yeti said, "I'm looking at it rolling in on Vandy. I hear they need some players for the Georgia game. Um, uh, look, look, Vandy is supposed to play Tennessee this week. They got, I don't know how they're going to be able to field a team. Those dudes, they have, they have quit. Like yeah. I, I, I just don't think that game's happening. I don't think the Georgia game's happening. So uh, Ben said, Ken, Ken Seals is better than Bo Nix." Uh, he, yeah, he really might be. Ken Seals is the Vandy quarterback, by the way. Um, and so, yeah, I, I'm telling you, Bo Nix ain't real good. Gus Malzahn, like, has done the best that he could with him.
2: I, I think Gus is still a good coach. I would hire Gus as an OC if I had an OC job open somewhere. I, I don't think that he's a bad hire. I mean, if he got, if he gets the job at South Carolina, I think that'd be a good hire at South Carolina.
3: I mean, yeah, I think, I think that wouldn't be, that wouldn't be terrible.
2: Now, he might him. want out of the SEC. He, want, he might want to get as far away from this damn conference as it could be. And I I'll tell you this. It. If he goes to the Big 12, oh. his offenses might look great. It's possible. Because a lot of them don't look good at all.
3: Yeah, it's it's possible for sure. Uh, let's talk about Monday Night Football picks right quick. Um, so, obviously, Washington and the Steelers on right now. Um, what did, what's our score there right now? It was
2: nothing-nothing when I came up uh, here. It's 7 the Steelers.
3: Yep. All right, so... Oh, you know that that line got down to uh, to six, and yep. I was kind of surprised by that. Um, you know, I I would imagine the Steelers probably probably able to handle business here, um, but obviously we're not gonna we ain't we ain't betting on this now, so we ain't worried about it. Um, I got Washington at plus eight and a half. I'd imagine So I got him at nine and a half. Yeah, I mean it, it opened at uh, at ten offshore. You know, yeah, or no no no, yeah. it opened at ten in Vegas. It opened at. Uh, like 12 and a half or something like that I mean it was something crazy No, it only
2: opened at eight and a half it opened at and half. it got up to ten and a half or eleven at a couple places and then it got it, over the week it's been going down down down
3: got got bet back down so yeah. um so with that said uh let's talk about the other Monday night game tonight and that is the bills and the 49ers that line has completely shifted opened yep. up bills minus two and a half it's now uh San Francisco minus one and a half I'm a little shocked at this. Like, there's been a ton of 49ers love. Uh, They got a bunch of dudes back, but not on defense. So Yeah, but... I mean, do do we take Nick Mullen over over Josh Allen?
2: No, but it's not a quarterback versus quarterback, and who's ever better is going to win the game. I mean, I'll take... You know how much I like Sean McDermott. I'll take Kyle Shanahan over everybody's scheme in football
3: right now. Man... I think I'm all on the Bills. I think there's that's way fine. way too much love for uh, for the 49ers right now.
2: Well, this line hadn't moved because of betting odds because it's 52% on the Bills, 48% on the 49ers.
3: It is It is now. Uh, it, it wasn't that as of yesterday. When I looked at it yesterday, it was like 70-something percent for uh, for the 49ers. So there's been a lot of buyback on the Bills. Um,
2: that's why you move but, the line is to yeah, try
3: to get to 50-50. Try and get it to so That's what they've done. And and but now
2: I, I like the 49ers beforehand. Kyle Shanahan is the as the best at scheming. He's got and uh, 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 a juke back. Uh, how the hell do you say his name? Scat
3: back. What, who are you talking
2: about? Oh, uh, anyway, this is the wide receiver. I can't pronounce his name. Um, and then he's got he's got a, a Debo back. And you talking I about Brandon Ayuk? A Ayuk, yeah. not a juke, Ayuk back. back.
3: <laughs> thought you were talking um, about a juke back, like a no, like a I don't know. like juke like scat. A move? Like, no, yeah. no, no, no,
2: no, <laughs> a uke. He's got a U-back, and I think Kittle's going to be back. I'm telling you, the, the just a It's back. This is what Kyle Shanahan needs to run an offense. And the Bills' defense has not been good.
3: Yeah, I can understand that. I can understand that. McKinnon said he's hopping off, baby's sleeping, so uh, so dad's got to sleep. Uh, he said, have a wonderful night. As always, we're damn eagle. Cheers to that. Cruz said, I think it'll be close, but I've got the Bills. Uh, Birdie said, I'm with you on the Bills, Gary. You and me, bud. Uh, Casey said, 49ers will run all over the Bills. 49ers money line, um, and then Bills run defense is trash. Uh, <laughs> Birdie's explaining the uh, the pronunciation. you <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate I-U-K. There you go. Uh, Tuesday, we got Cowboys. Right? Hey, 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 49ers Bills total is 47 and a half. You, I'd you go think? over that. I'd go over that, too. I, I expect some big plays.
2: Yeah, I think both these teams are getting the 20s.
3: And so the, the Bills defense is uh extremely susceptible to, to They big plays. used
2: to be really good and now they're not, so that's weird. But yeah.
3: Yeah, I agree. Uh Tuesday night football this week. Cowboys and the Ravens in Baltimore. Line is sitting at eight and a half. It opened ten. It's come down a little bit, uh, total of forty five. I mean, I I, I want to go Ravens here. Like they hadn't they hadn't been great this season, but I, I really I think I think that's the play, right?
2: I think it's time for them to kick somebody's ass. That's they haven't done that like. in a long time, and they're on a losing streak. They're on a bit of a losing streak. And it is time for them to show people. At one point in time, we thought they were one of the top three teams in the country, and and it's time for them to get back to that.
3: Yeah. Like, it just handle business. Go out. Casey said, Ravens get right. Uh, Cruz said, bleep the Cowboys. I'm a Giants fan. Hate them with a passion. Uh, Birdie said, for me, this Bills D is finally getting healthy. Uh, they've really played under their potential, finally getting better and playing up to expectation. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. That
2: defensive front, the secondary is struggling because they get no pass rush yeah. at all. I and, mean, it's and, it's, it's tight. Casey was right. They're struggling to stop the run.
3: Yeah, it, it's the Titans all over again. Like it's, it, yes,
2: it's the Titans all over again. That's a that's an astute
3: comparison. Um, so, we're both rolling Ravens. Uh, I've got the Bills. You've got the 49ers. Let's, uh, let's talk for a second about UNLV right quick. We don't talk very much about uh, about that Mountain West at school, but story out of Yahoo Sports. UNLV quarterback apologizes for eating sushi off nude model on reality TV show. Max Gilliam issued an apology Monday uh, for eating sushi off of a nude model while appearing on the reality TV show called Below Deck. Uh, he claims that the sushi idea came from the show's producers, This is what he said. I would like to apologize for my poor judgment while on the TV show below deck and acknowledge that I have made a mistake that I will learn from. While it was not my idea nor any of my friends' ideas to eat sushi off of a model, I should have exercised better judgment and declined the idea immediately when it was brought up by the producers. Uh, He posted that on, on Twitter. He first appeared on the show in an episode that aired last month. He was identified as, quote, a star quarterback at the University of Nevada, Las Vegas. Uh, the show focuses on a group of crew members who work and live on a yacht and features the passengers aboard the boat. Uh, Gilliam was one of those passengers. Uh, he and, and a few friends were out there and their girlfriends. Um, they requested the sushi to be laid out on a nude model, is, uh, is, is what he stated. Uh, he said, this is not a reflection of my, cur- uh, my character or the way I was raised, nor a reflection of the culture of UNLV football. I would like to humbly move past this and focus my time and energy on our game against the University of Hawaii this weekend. Um, so apparently Marcus Arroyo, the UNLV head coach said Monday that the university was unaware of the details of it until it was brought to their attention Monday. And he said that it was being reviewed internally. He said, we talk intently about what we're building here. We mean thoroughly and completely each of our players, especially our senior leadership must recognize that when we go out in public, we are representing this team, this university, and the alumni and fan base. Uh, How we conduct ourselves in public is just as important as how we do on the field. I was made aware of Max's recent statement, and it is apparent that he also agrees. There is no chance that you would ever catch me as a a 19, 20-year-old quarterback of a college football team apologizing for eating sushi off of a nude model. There is no way that that would—and Ben jumps in. He said, that's why UNLV hasn't won one game. Uh, I hope he's talking about the apology because why would you apologize for this? Like, I, I didn't even know this was happening until he apologized for it. Like, what are we doing here? Yeah, every every
2: administrator and every adult that is, that is kowtowing this kid to an apology should all be ashamed of themselves. They can all kiss my ass, all right? <laughs> the only person I'm apologizing for is that nude model while I'm eating off her whatever because <laughs> it's going to get weird and it's going to get uncomfortable and 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 she is the only one
3: that yes. gets an
2: apology for me.
3: Brown Yeti he said what? Sorry for living a good life. He's not at BYU or TCU. Like yeah, UNLV is not uh, a I'm religious I'll tell you at TCU
2: they don't frown on this stuff just cuz it's a it's different. Yeah. BYU they kick you out of school for it. but That's different.
3: Oh yeah. Um, this is why you hey, listen, you go
2: to college in Las Vegas. Exactly. Like what are you? Doing I mean, what in the hell are we talking about here?
3: That's uh, if if you want to like if he was apologizing for being uh, filmed on a yacht uh, during a pandemic, then okay, we can have that discussion if we want to. But no, we can't. Yeah, no, we because can't. I, No, I, I'm with you. I I, I agree on no, your. We really won't like, have no, that discussion.
2: But and we will shame anybody who does have that discussion. Just like agreed. I will shame them for having this discussion.
3: Uh, Cruz said, it's okay. You know, get ready for basketball season. Uh, they they're in the middle of basketball season. They ain't real good. Uh, Casey of course laughed and birdie said, why good for him. Jesus. People need to get a life. If you ever get a chance to eat anything off a nude model, you do it every time. Every time. I, I think I agree. I mean, it, look, every time when you are, uh, when you get a chance to live life and, and enjoy yourself, you need to do it. You don't know how many of these days you got. Go out and Everyone, do things, yes, man.
2: Yes, yes, yes. We're all day
3: today. And this was enjoy, not. Enjoy this day. This was not in the middle of football season. There was nothing about this that shamed the University okay, of Nevada, Las Vegas. even if it is
2: in the middle of football season, you get a personal life. Yes. Agreed. What do you think they're doing at the fraternities down there? Oh, my word. Uh, I mean, really, what do you think is going on on these places?
3: We, we all know what's going on at these
2: Probably places. a lot worse than eating sushi off of a nude model.
3: No, you got that right. Uh, Cruz said take the over on the nude model rebels. Woo. Uh, yeah, Brown Yeti said it was probably free as well. That's a great experience. Yeah, but it was free. So, and, and he's on a yacht. I mean, are we talking NCAA rules here? I, don't, I doubt that we're going to get into that. But, I mean, my gosh. Uh, there was a day in a time where college football
2: stars getting on yachts was getting cocaine and and all kinds of, of hardcore narcotics.
3: I know you're this talking about Miami. This hanging,
2: hanging with new models, okay? Isn't this just a lot better? Haven't we just evolved into a better place?
3: I think so. I think so. I mean, I, who knows? Uh, Terry jumps in. He said Ajax can't take that off. Uh, I, I know you're talking about the Nevin Shapiro stuff down at Miami, the, the former Miami football scandal. Um, yeah, I mean, it, nothing ever came of that. You know? I mean, what are we talking about? This is this is crazy. Uh, ben said, I doubt that this doesn't reflect the University of uh, Nevada, Las Vegas football program. He said it's Vegas. Like, 100%. Um, I, I This story cracked me up because I don't know why the kid would apologize at all. They brought more media to this by apologizing for it. The,
2: the, the kid apologized because people told him he had to. And I think that's bullshit. And I'd have told all those people... They can eat sushi off my ass.
3: I—that's <laughs> what I'd have told them. I think I agree with you. I think I agree with you. All right, let's uh, let's do our week thirteen recap of the uh, uh, the week that was at least on Sunday. We'll uh we'll start off uh early. Saints beat the Falcons twenty one to sixteen. So the Saints get the cover. Matt Ryan threw nineteen out of thirty nine, two hundred seventy three yards. But that's not who everybody wants to talk about. Everybody wants to talk about Taysom Hill. He was twenty seven out of thirty seven, two hundred thirty two yards, two touchdowns. He again proves that Sean Payton was right, and Sean that he Payton picked is the right eight guy. and O without Drew Brees. It's pretty nuts, right? Like this, this is getting to a point where next it's like, year, when
2: Drew Brees retires and he gets a full offseason with whoever the hell is his quarterback, next year is going to look kind of amazing for the Saints, I believe.
3: I think it, so. Eventually, teams will get will get ready for that. Uh, I think right now they're still in. If in he's Drew got a Brees whole
2: offseason, if he's got a whole, we don't know that he's going to run when he's running right now. I'm talking about giving him a whole offseason with. Whoever it's Taysom, whoever bring in a quarterback? I don't know what they're gonna do.
3: Oh, at the end of the
2: season with somebody not named Drew Brees, that he can build an offense around. I mean, he's still got term? Taysom.
3: He still got Taysom for like fifteen million next year. So, you know. Yes,
2: but we don't know that he won't draft a quarterback.
3: Hey, did you read Damien's comment? Oh God. <laughs> I get that he was living his life, but why do it during a pandemic? Oh. We if we can always count on Damien to come in here and And kill it.
2: Just pour, pour, (laughs) just cold water all over the party.
3: Oh man. Every party
2: has a pooper and Damien is ours.
3: Uh, Taylor jumps in. He said, sounds delicious. Uh, Brown Yeti said the saints will be scary. Good. Casey jumps in. Uh, yeah, he was all over the bears. He said so much for my bears undefeated prediction, uh, killed my eight pack. I do think they're going to win out now though with Nick Foles. Uh, so no, So let's let's talk no. about that. Let's talk about the Lions and the Bears. Lions win 34 to 30. Lions move to five and seven. We kind of we kind of called this uh, last week. Um, yes sir. And And it, you know first game after Matt Patricia gets uh, fired and man, you want to talk about the social media accounts of the Lions players and the former Lions players. As soon as Patricia got fired, they unloaded the Glock on him, man. At, that was some assassination of character if if you ask me because they went after this fool i i haven't seen anything like that in a while no
2: i hadn't either and so uh, the gm should have been fired if you know there's that much dislike and vitriol for a coach that's not winning games you got to you got to cut this thing off at the head a long time ago yes a I long mean, time ago
3: it's it's just ridiculous just ridiculous. Uh, that Lions game, um, the the Lions Bears like it, it was what thirty to twenty with two minutes left or whatever. I mean, it was it was something crazy, right? And I I, I wouldn't I wouldn't write watching this game. Um, let's say they scored. All right, so the Lions scored with two minutes and eighteen seconds left, and then they scored again with one minute and thirty seven seconds left. Um, I mean, look, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, uh, Trubisky. You know, the numbers, again, don't look terrible. That's typically what he does, right? And this was not garbage uh, until time. That, until
2: that fumble in the fourth quarter when you need just a couple of first downs
3: to end the game. Yep, yep. Uh, he So, passing, 26 out of 34, 267 is, yards, one touchdown. Uh, this he, is
2: why numbers lie all the time. Anybody who just feeds you a bunch of numbers, just look at them and tell them they're full of shit and just move on.
3: Matt Stafford, however, 27 out of 42, 402 yards, three touchdowns, one pick. Uh, old man, Peterson, Adrian Peterson, 16 carries, 57 yards, two touchdowns, man. He just keeps on rolling. Like it don't matter how old this man gets or how many knee surgeries or whatever. Uh, he just keeps rolling. Uh, He's he's the
2: definition of a freak. We've never seen anything like this. I mean, if, if, if somebody tried to convince me aliens are real, they just need to, they just need to look at Peterson and say, he's, he's not made of the same stuff we're made of.
3: No, you're 100 percent right about that. Hey, Damian, jumped back in. He said, "I'm just messing with y'all." Tossed oh, we the know, we faces. know, we got you. Hey, Damian, we love you. If Glad you, you're here. If you didn't do this, I don't know what we would do. We we need yeah. that. We need a little uh uh, uh what's the word opposition <laughs> coming in here. Um, you you have become a very vital part of this show, Damian. I don't know if you know that, Casey. Uh, oh yeah, Casey said 30-20 with two minutes left. Uh, Lions are making the playoffs. Lock it in, said Ben. Man, come on, Ben. Like it it's they one gotta thing win to now. get excited.
2: They'd have to man. win out.
3: Uh, let's see. Uh, Cruz said, Chris and Gary, how about my G-Men? Um, you know we'll that's, So we'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, ben said, I don't understand why Mitch was drafted so high. He came from an awful North Carolina team. What? Well, because of the measurables. You know, that's all it was. Uh, and it wasn't an awful North Carolina team. I mean, they won like 10 games that year. Like yeah. they, they were pretty good. Uh, Casey said, bring back Nick Foles and get this wild card. And then Casey said, aliens are real. Yeah, Adrian Peterson is certainly an alien. Uh, Browns Titans, 41-35 Browns win. That first half was absolute perfection by the Cleveland Browns. And this highlighted again that the Titans have zero pass rush. They could not, and and they put their guys on, a, on an island out there. And Baker Mayfield, man, he, he put the ball in some spots specifically for his wide receivers. This was the most perfect first half on offense that an NFL team could possibly have. It was unbelievable. The
2: entire game, they pressured Baker, pressured not sacked, pressured him one time.
3: Yeah, it's insane. I, it's absolutely insane. Um, but then you get to the second half, Titans outscore them twenty eight to three. Uh, you would like to see them, you know, be able to put the game away. You know, put your, uh, put your, put your foot on their throat a little bit. But
2: you know, can't do this, that. and that's asking too damn much. I, this team has won nine games. Okay, yes, nine just-
3: and three. Call it what it is. Nine and three. And and remaining schedule here, uh, they have got the Ravens, the Giants, the Jets, and the Steelers.
2: Yeah, they, it's not as easy as it seems. The Jets Agreed. game should be pretty easy. But the other three, they're going to be in a dogfight.
3: Yes, but it, but all of them You can are only winnable. hope that the
2: Steelers have one loss but have locked up the number one seed because that's week 17.
3: Yep, you've got that right. And then, of course, uh, they could certainly beat the Ravens on Monday Night Football. They could certainly beat the Giants. You know they they got a chance here at at like, I mean eleven wins, like I I think eleven wins would be absolutely insane. Um, let's see, Birdie said Steelers up fourteen nothing. Yeah, I just saw that. Um, let's see, Titans look tired. Said Birdie, no, the Titans have not been able to get pass rush on anybody all season. Like yeah, they might look tired. When that
2: game changed in the first half, um, uh, AJ Brown went down. He didn't come out of the game much and they threw what would have been a wide open touchdown easy to him and he was short of that ball by about 4 yards and limping a little bit and he would have caught it if he was healthy he they didn't overthrow him he that's where the ball was supposed to go and he couldn't get there in time if a healthy aj brown is there i think that game is different i think that guy's a monster
3: yes no aj and brown and we is could not guard monster. him we um, did
2: hurt him we couldn't guard him there were also- and once he went down
3: there were there were the turnovers by the Titans as well that that definitely played into it. Um, ben wants to know what your take on Baker Mayfield is as of today. Is he played their quarterback a, or is it fluky?
2: But fluky, he played a he played a perfect half where he didn't get any pressure at all. Okay, we were able to run the ball, they were able to throw the ball. I think I think Stavansky can out scheme everybody right now. I'm talking guys are getting wide open in this offensive scheming every week, no matter who they play. That's coaching. That's scheming. Because these same players last year couldn't get open at all, and we're getting covered like a blanket. At the beginning of this year, when they're all learning the new scheme, they struggled getting open, and now they're getting wide open, wide open.
3: The, so, so the the games that they have lost this year are against teams that they could not run the football. Run the football. That's and, and I've, I've
2: said this all year. Yeah. If you can run the football, they will beat you. They will have a really good shot at dominating you. It, and it opens everything else up, which is why I picked them in this game because I thought they can run the football against this Titans team because everybody's ran the football against them.
3: Yeah, no, you you were you were dead on with this. You were dead on with it. Um it, I, I, it's listen. A- if 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 all of a sudden he looks like this
2: against the Ravens and against the Giants, then 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 okay, he's proven to me he he really is the guy. I'm just telling you any quarterback if you've made it to the NFL if you can't do that with no pressure you can't play in this league
3: yeah now you're right you're right baker did play a perfect game in that first half
2: perfect first half
3: so um but yeah the the fumble in like late in that game that touchdown is the only thing that kept this game even remo- like remotely close um yeah. but it you know it ended up being fun to watch at the end but you knew what the outcome was you know that 100 times out of 100 uh, right. Bengals lose to the Dolphins. They lose another quarterback, uh, 19 to seven Dolphins win. I had the Bengals plus 11 and a half. I was so irritated by this. Um,
2: everybody, need, that's the place that they need a clean house. I need every coach gone. I need every personnel person gone. I we, need, I need Joseph Burrow. I need Boyd. I need, I need Higgins. I, I, I need, you know, the, the running backs and that's it. I somebody, need everybody else. A lot of them gone.
3: Somebody. Said in our chat, and I don't know where it went. Um, da-da-da-da-da. it was me. No, no, somebody in the chat said that the Bengals uh, need to fire Zach Taylor and something else. The GM, um,
2: GM, and the coaches.
3: Yeah, yeah. That's I, I. cannot believe I can't find it. I don't know what happened to the. Comments. It was
2: literally like the last like hour ago.
3: Yeah, no. It, I,
2: it's just it's literally just under that picture I sent.
3: I, no, 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 no. I'm I'm talking about in our chat up here, like on on. The show today, yeah. Somebody said it, and I now can't find it. Well, yeah. Either way, yes. Our
2: chat, you and me, and the no, 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 no.
3: in in the chat on the screen up here. Um, Somebody said it, and yes, it's one hundred percent right. This Bengals team is is awful, and you know
2: Zach Taylor got hired because he used to fondle Sean McVay. Okay, and 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 now Sean McVay ain't there for him to fondle, so he doesn't need a job. He's not qualified for this. He wasn't qualified when he got hired. And whoever the GM is needs to bounce because he's built a shit-ass team.
3: Yes. Uh, Brown Yeti said the Bengals need to pick an O-line play with their first pick. Uh, Uh,
2: What the Bengals need is they need to get one of those top two spots and sell it for a King's ransom because they don't need one player. They need a lot of players. And I believe if they get one of those top two spots, they will get a King's ransom.
3: That uh, somebody will want Justin Fields or or whoever or quarterback. Lawrence. And if yeah. the
2: Jets would have won yesterday, I was dancing in the streets of Jaguars. I needed them to pull that out because the Jags are who has two. If they get one win, that bumps the Bengals up because of that damn tie, and uh and and they'll be firmly in second place. the The Bengals aren't winning another game. They don't have yeah. the ability to, even if they were trying. I They're agree. the worst roster in football as of right now.
3: Uh, so, talking about worse roster, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, ben said, uh, the Fins could be so, so good if Chan Gailey didn't constipate the offense. <laughs> well, I mean, it is what it is. That defense is pretty damn good, though. Uh, you talked about bad rosters. The Jags go on the road, and they lose in overtime to the Vikings, 27-24. Uh, Dalvin Cook, 32 carries, 120 yards. Kirk Cousins, third, uh, he was 28 out of 43, 305 yards, three touchdowns. I how the jag stayed in this game i just like i every time i looked at this i was shocked like mike glennon has not played awful um nope. and james robinson like he can run the rock like i, I i'm
2: gonna say you, it's your boy that's carrying this team which boy is Lavisca Chenault?
3: Oh yeah, Chenault. I mean, yes, yes, yes. He, he had two Let's rushes, that. thirty That yards. dude is playing out of his damn mind. Three uh three receptions, thirty eight yards. He had a touchdown there. You know,
2: like when they get into the red zone, he's the guy they trust to go get the football. Yeah, no, he's he's a freak. Like he he don't have a lot of targets. He don't get a lot of catches. But when they get goal line or they get in the red zone, he's the guy they give the ball to. Because yes. the last couple of weeks, he's gotten the touchdown from Glennon.
3: They they trust him. They trust Chenault, which is crazy for a, a rookie wide receiver to be your go to, but uh, but it is what it is. Casey jumps in. Josh Allen is a monster. Yes, yes, he is. Uh, and we said that when he was coming out, you know, a couple years ago. Yeah. like he's he's ridiculous. Um, Casey said we'd love to see Joe Burrow get uh, me as a coach. Wouldn't I don't, hate that. I, I just I,
2: want him to get a real offensive minded coach that knows how to put together a roster and and coach a whole football team.
3: In, in a scheme that would uh allow him to get the ball out a little quicker so that uh, yes. that offensive line yes so he's line. not getting crushed yeah cuz there there are not a ton of great offensive lines in the NFL like no, but not. The, every
2: year there's a bunch of them that come out in free agency. The Browns have maybe the best offensive line in football this year, right now. After having the dead last worst last year, why? Because they went out and got four offensive line. They drafted one. They went and got the two best free agents, and they already are three best free agents. Sorry, and they already had uh, Joel Patoni. So, like they bingo bango you go from dead last (laughs) to number one in one offseason but you got to go three uh deep in the free agency pool this there's going to be plenty of offensive linemen hit free agency this year there always are you got to go spend that money and get those big boys
3: yes yes 100 percent. whatever it costs dolphins are playing the chiefs this week uh i guess could be interesting i don't know better
2: put his big boy pants on tyrone matthews has an interception in every game the last, like, four or five games.
3: Birdie said, every person I have seen this week are on the Dolphins. People are nuts. Dolphins' strength of schedule has been easier than anyone's. This is a huge step in the class for the the Dolphins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I agree. I agree. I mean, you know. Look, the Chiefs are the best team at football. I don't even think it's close.
2: If the Chiefs play their best football, nobody beats them. Nobody in the world beats them.
3: Yeah. Last night, they looked asleep at the wheel. And, and still right. got the W. They so. look
2: bored. They don't look like they want to be there.
3: Uh, Birdie said people are sleeping on the Jags. Go back and look at the last four games. Jags D is playing fast. Yes, no one hundred percent. I
2: need I need them to win one of these games. Damn it, I'm pulling for them.
3: Yep, yep. You are correct. Hey, about oh, that.
2: So while we're talking about that game, can we talk about the rookie of the year this year?
3: Which which rookie of the year? The clear
2: cut, hands down, no second place. Now that Joe got hurt, rookie of the year.
3: Which? What, think, Justin Jefferson. Oh Jefferson, yes, yes, is yes, it? Yes. You're going back to the the Vikings. Justin
2: um, Jefferson is like number three or four out of every receiver in the league. Yes, right now.
3: No, no, no. We we talked not about out him. of the rookies. Out of, I mean, it's, it, it's, it's out of basically every basically
2: DK Nuke Hopkins in some form or fashion of one and two and JJ.
3: Yeah, yeah. No, uh, uh Jefferson nine receptions, 121 yards, one touchdown. He's been unreal all season. like he's All just, year.
2: It, it took him a couple of weeks to figure out this scheme.
3: Yeah, to get acclimated to Kirk Cousins as a quarterback, et cetera, et cetera. That's right. It, the, the you got to get He
2: went from laser uh, accuracy to now uh, I got a catch radius of about five, six feet when Kirk Cousins throws the ball. Yep. But he figured it out.
3: Uh, Birdie said, by the way, no way the Jags won one of those games, Chris. I mean, I just
2: wanted to win one. Just, just one.
3: one. Just one. Already uh, the Jets
2: to win two. Can the Jets get two wins?
3: Let's see. Cousins is actually really accurate. He helps from Casey. Uh, Blue Hawk jumps in. He said, Hey, Chris, I should have bet your Browns. Yeah. I, yeah, I think everybody knows that now. Um, I told you. Let's see. And Blue Hawk said, I lost on the Raiders the last two weeks. Uh, Casey said that Tyreek catch was the craziest thing I've ever said. Yes, that certainly was. We'll, we'll talk about that here in a minute. We'll, we'll get to that game. Um, let's see. Herbert is still going to win. Quarterback bias from Ben. Uh, not if he plays like like they did yesterday. Not if he does that.
2: One, one, one billion Belichick put his ass in a locker.
3: 100%. We, Which is what I told you. Yep.
2: Rookie we, we quarterbacks talked about that. and bad coaches, Bill just destroys.
3: You got that right. Raiders and Jets, 31 28, winning on a walk off. Henry Ruggs, 46 yard touchdown pass at the end of the game. And Greg Williams wakes up this morning without a job.
2: Oh, Triple G gone.
3: So, in the history, I heard this on, on another podcast that I was listening a, to earlier Who the today. hell
2: spells their name with three G's Greg?
3: You got me. I don't know. Old man Greg. Or old Greg. So, you remember that? The uh, Anyway, anyway, we'll get to that. Um, in the history of this stat being kept up, no other coach has ever called six-man pass rush on a Hail Mary situation. Ever. It's never happened since they've kept up with the stats in the NFL, like these advanced stats and whatnot, you can't tell me that they did not call down. We all know Greg Williams is crazy. We know that he's aggressive as hell. You cannot tell me. He's an asshole. Agreed, agreed. But you can't tell me that he was not informed, hey, we need to figure out a way to lose this football game.
2: I don't think he was. I think he really, truly did what he. Listen, you, I always tell you this. I like conspiracies. I don't deny conspiracies. I have fun with them. I'm telling you, 99% of the time, if if stupidity could trump conspiracy, it's all about stupidity. You don't think they're dumb enough to do this shit on their own?
3: I mean, they, they certainly are.
2: Greg Williams is going to be the only defensive coordinator in the history of the world to reside over two 16-0 football teams.
3: 0-16, uh, oh, yeah.
2: Oh, it's a, whatever. Yeah, the shit ass part of it, the bad part of it, oh, the yes. terrible side of
3: it. Uh, let's see, PFF number two rated wide receiver can't get in another job,
2: cannot be hired,
3: yeah. not no, hireable at all. There's, there's no way he should get another job.
2: Like, never, and it's not never just again. From
3: this call, this call just puts a, a nice no, cherry his, on the top. Of his it.
2: career says you're not employable to do anything. You've made enough money. Go find yourself a boat and 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 just learn to fish. Okay? Yeah, don't yeah. go be around people. Because you're a
3: dick. Uh, Bluehawk said that was stupid to call a blitz on the last play. Uh, Casey said Trevor was pissed yesterday. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably so. Uh, Cruz said 2017 Browns or 2020 Jets, who's worse? Uh, I I've, think this 2020 Jets team's worse than yeah, that. Yeah, I think this Jets team is worse.
2: I do like, believe that. I mean, that could be. It's hard because it's, you know, it's right in front of us. But, you know.
3: Yeah, Now you're, you're right about that. Uh, ben said RIP Sam Darnold. Yeah, Sam's going to be looking for a job. Uh, Birdie, the thing I love the most is he had a spy on Carr, third and 45, and he says Carr on an all-out blitz. I don't get the, the spy. Uh, yeah, they, they were spying him. So I saw Emmanuel Ocho, or Ocho, uh, talking about this, and they had a spy like Derek Carr was going to run for a touchdown, like he was Michael Vick or something. What, what, what was the purpose in that situation? Like, if you wanted to come out and talk about how oh we were off a play on our play sheet, kind of like Virginia against uh, Abilene Christian or whatever a couple weeks ago, yep. th- then it, I would I would rather you say that and say the the guy we miscommunicated. Like that would be easier to explain than actually calling what they called because there was a blitz and there was a guy spying the quarterback. What are it you was, doing? It was
2: complete cover zero.
3: I, it it made no sense. No sense at all. I, I just I could not believe it when I saw it. I just, uh Well, and they and they did it
2: two plays in a row. Don't forget the play right before that where they literally ran the exact same play the Raiders did because uh, Carr overthrows Aguilar by a lot, who was wide open uh, originally, and then they ran the exact same play and they read the exact same defense, ran the exact same play, and this time he don't th- he don't overthrow Aguilar.
3: So. So you brought up uh, that you believe it is stupidity as opposed to uh, that the whole oh, thing being yeah. rigged. Oh, I
2: think I think they are 100% capable of doing this on their own.
3: Terry says, oh, you're one of those guys that believes the moon is real, huh, Chris?
2: I do believe the moon is <laughs> real. I do.
3: Bertie said, Williams did the same thing uh, while with the Saints against the 49ers. Uh, let's see, Casey uh, wanted to bring up Bounty Gate, killed Favre in that game. Um, Justin Simpson, technically the Jets are 12-0 and 0 this year. Yeah, if you want to get real about it, that's, I mean, they knew what they were doing. Um, Casey said it made perfect sense, uh, hashtag Trevor. And then uh, <laughs> Cruz bringing up his Giants tanking for Trevor. and yeah, them, them Giants ain't tanking for nothing. Uh, 20, 2008 and 16 Lions better than the 2020 and 16 Jets.
2: Uh, I, I definitely, I think the 2008 Lions are better than the Browns also.
3: Yeah, I think so. That Lions team I mean, think that was awful, the best
2: of the three uh, winless, winless teams.
3: teams. Yeah, I, I would roll with that. Uh, let's try and roll through the rest of this pretty quick. Colts beat the Titans. We all kind of expected that. Uh, 26-20. Got a, Texans. The, uh, sorry, yeah, Texans. Sorry, sorry. Uh, the only score in the second half of this game was a safety in the fourth quarter. <laughs> Bad game.
2: Insane. Bad football. Yes,
3: it really was. Uh, Rams beat the Cardinals, and the shine has come off Kyler Murray. Something fierce. Uh, Jared Goff had 357 yard or 351 yards and a touchdown. Cam Akers looked pretty good, 21 carries, 72 yards, one touchdown. Uh, Kyler Murray, you know, throwing pick sixes and all that kind of, I mean, it's just, just ridiculous. There was a lot of scoring in the fourth quarter in this ballgame. It was uh, yep. it was pretty nuts. Uh, Casey asks, how does the Seahawks lose to Colt McCoy? The NFL is just getting ridiculous with it. Uh, that's the next game. Giants win 17-12 to at Seattle. Um, Russell Wilson, like, there, there is an issue going on with Russell Wilson. I don't know what is going on. He has not looked good in a little while. Like they can't put up points on anybody. Uh, and that's nothing to take away from the Giants and what they have been able to do. Uh, but it it wasn't Colton McCoy that won this ball game. It was, it was Wayne Gallman, 16 carries 135 yards. Like we already knew that the Seahawks defense was bad, but my goodness, uh, you know, I don't know what to make exactly of this game other than Joe Judge has got them boys playing up. And, and if not for a one-point loss uh, to the Eagles and a two-point loss to the Bucks, they would be on a seven-game winning streak right now. Like, they're 5-7, and seven, and I think they're going to win this division.
2: Well, yeah, I think they're clearly winning that division.
3: So, Russell Wilson, 27 out of 43, 263 yards, one touchdown, one pick. Um, in his last however many games... He has thrown a pick. Um, let's see. Da, 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 da. Let's see. No, right, So, he didn't throw one against the Eagles. He didn't throw one against the Cardinals. Those were both wins. However, he threw two against the Rams. He threw two against Buffalo. And he threw one against the Giants. Uh, when he doesn't throw a pick, they win. Now, it's not anything impressive, really. But his numbers have not been good. He has not looked good in as far as decision-making and whatnot. Do you have any idea what's going on with Russell Wilson? No, my my only
2: thought on this is the NFC is just the Big 12. They're just drunk as hell.
3: Yeah. Yeah, there'd be a lot of it.
2: We're going to get a champion out of this thing, but we don't know who they're going to be.
3: A Rams are hey. 8-4. The Seahawks are 8-4. And we shall see. We shall see. Um, let's see. The Eagles lose 30-16, to and they bench Carson Wentz. Um Jalen Hurts comes in. He throws a pick, but he also throws a touchdown. You know, okay. I mean, it was it was a beating. Like the Eagles put up 13 points in the fourth quarter. Uh, I mean, they were just they were getting demolished in this game. The only scores that they had were the Jalen Hurts touchdown and the uh, Jalen Rager punt return for touchdown. Um, The Eagles bad football team. Yeah, they're just they're not a good football team at all. Uh, Packers moved to nine and three. Uh, pretty good record. Aaron Rodgers looked good. You know, three touchdown passes, 295 yards. You know, Aaron Jones is a beast. 15 carries, 130 yards, one touchdown. And Devontae Adams had 121 yards uh, receiving with two touchdowns. So
2: I was uh, about to say, Devontae Adams is looking like a monster.
3: Oh, yeah. No, he's he's ridiculous. He's just ridiculous. Uh, Casey jumps in. Hurts is better than Wentz. Uh, Cruz said, hey, Jalen, welcome to the NFL, bud. Uh, Brown Yeti said, give my uh, give Murray another year before we say anything. Media made a quick judgment again saying he's the next Mahomes. Um well, yeah, but th- this is the NFL, you know, not for long. Yeah. Like, uh, Lamar Jackson yeah. doesn't no, look I, good this think, year. As. I
2: think Murray's going to be fine. I do think Murray's going to be good. I think he's hurt right now. I really do. I think in that Patriot game he got hurt and he never looked the same again. Um, and then he didn't look good last week. And then he didn't look good this past Sunday. And, and, and you know,
3: I just if, think if he, he ain't could be working, rattled. Like, that, that team cannot win if he is not – uh, oh no, he 100%. he
2: is the straw that starts to the drink there. It's it's not like most places where the quarterback is everything. He really
3: is everything to that offense. Oh, 100%. 100%. Um so you brought up uh the Patriots. Patriots win 45 to nothing. Um Cam Newton. 12 out of 19, 69 yards. 69 yards. 69 yards. I mean, what what are we doing? And but they didn't need it. Like they, they, didn't they need him. They
2: beat the hell out of this team. Listen, I The only stat that matters is this. Okay, somebody's got to explain this to me, okay? And I hope that Anthony Lynn had to answer for this today. The Patriots punted five times yesterday, all right, all that's right? That's fine. Two times, the uh, the Chargers lined up with 11 people. That's, that's how many you're supposed to have. Two times, they lined up with 10 people, and one time, they lined up with 12, which gave the Patriots first down, which they went and scored a touchdown on that drive. How neat. How does that happen? How is um, it that three out of five times the team punts, you don't have the right number of people on the field, one of those ten man uh, turn return teams is one where they scored the touchdown.
3: So so if you are an Anthony Lynn supporter, you blame this on the special teams coach, right? But this is still a hundred percent on him. This team yes. looks like they were done with the season. That's all it was. They were done.
2: This is this is tough right here. If you're an Anthony Lynn supporter, you you having a rough go at it.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just it's it's crazy. It's ridiculous. Uh, Damien said Chargers lost to a Fig Newton cookie. Damn. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no
2: cam is not good damian actually called this before the season started cam ain't no good cam yeah. is not good at football nope. at
3: all jared at all jared stidham came in two out of three passing 61 yards one touchdown
2: that was garbage time oh let's, yeah let's give it that the chargers weren't playing defense at this point in time at all they had pulled starters as well but this was this is A- an ass thrashing cam cannot throw the football
3: uh, and yes you're 100 right 100 right uh, Chiefs win twenty-two to sixteen. That's the last game that we'll uh, that we'll discuss. Mahomes another three hundred yard night. Uh, had a touchdown. You know, Melvin Gordon ran for one hundred thirty-one yards. Uh, but the, the Chiefs just looked like they were asleep at the wheel for the whole ball game. Um, yep. You know, I just I, <laughs> Le'Veon Bell eleven carries, forty yards. Uh, Travis Kelsey had one hundred uh, thirty-six yards receiving. You know, this this is just you know when the Chiefs want to play then then they look great. When they don't, then they can nearly get beat by just about anybody. Um they just look bored.
2: They really do just look bored.
3: And I that's all you can say about it, right? Like I just I don't I don't think you can take anything from this game. That's all I say. So, anything else that we need to discuss with it?
2: No, I think that's it.
3: All right, let's go on and get out of here. We'll go watch the rest of this uh Washington Steelers game. Um Birdie said, Is this Pats D for real? Well, I mean, they're always for real with Belichick. I mean
2: Well, yeah, I thought the Pats defense was gonna be the reason they were gonna be in the fight this year and and you know, to compete for the AFC East was solely defense. I never even if even if I thought Cam was back to being Superman, I still knew that they didn't have any weapons for him. So Yeah. But he he is far from Superman.
3: Now you are certainly correct about that. All right, do us a favor. Go over to SBR Picks on YouTube. Make sure you are subscribed. We will be over there again tomorrow at 5.30 p.m. Central, 6.30 Eastern Time for our deep dives and official college football picks for the week. Uh, We also do a Saturday morning show. Our opening line show was done earlier today. You can go check it out over on that channel as well uh, where we kind of discuss all the big games from this weekend or coming up this weekend. We'll say that. So go and make sure that you go over there, uh, sbrpicks.com slash ncaaf. Go over to winningcureseverything.com. Subscribe everywhere that you need to subscribe. We are going to get out of here, and we're going to go watch some Monday Night Football, and hopefully all of you will do the same. Uh, Do us a favor. Leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe wherever you need to subscribe, of course. We'll say it again. Casey said, later, fam. Later, everybody. Cruz said, go Giants. See you guys later. Hey, you guys take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And, uh, Maybe we can cash some tickets tonight. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com. Or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Cures at GaryWCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us.
0: This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently